Sex and Other Human Activities is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial/sex to sign up for your free trial. The advice given on Sex and Other Human Activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio@gmail.com. That's how the big murder fish shows are for me. And I'm tired at the end of this, this show. And also, we'd have more energy. Yeah, so much, so much more energy. You know, I'd be a better Get the drummer. book. I'm going to get the book. Be a better drummer. Alan Carr. Yeah. I'd be a better drummer. I wouldn't get so out of breath during sex. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> when you have to take a break. I do. During, I, we do. We both have to. I'm like, I got it. We're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> She's still wiggling around. And I'm like, uh, just, I need a second. Just give it. Give me a second. <laughs> then start coughing. Yeah. That's not sexy. No, that's not coughing at all. Or that's not sexy at all. Coughing during sex is not sexy. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Coffin oh. during sex, never sexy. No, no, we are very seriously talking about quitting smoking. Both Which of you've us heard this together. before. You've heard it before. Everyone's heard it before. Every time I say it, everyone, I got the eye rolls. Yeah, yeah. And I got, I had the last serious uh, quit um, attempt I had was about two years ago. Mine was about two years ago. Yeah, and I went nuts. Yeah. Like, I went really crazy. Crazy enough where it kind of scares me. But now I am now in therapy. Uh, that was right. Actually, it was three years ago. It was right before I got into therapy. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, honestly, the way that I acted during that uh, quitting section, session was one of the reasons why I got into therapy. Because it was in, I quit. Because it affected you so crazily. Yeah, I went. I quit in April, and then I started going to therapy in May. Because it affected me so fucking much. I'm like, this is not good. If I can't go without, you know, and I was still chewing the gum shit like that. But if I can't go without cigarettes, without going bug ass fucking nuts, yeah, something's going on. Yeah, man, I know that fucking story. Yeah, I was just saying to, uh, to Marcus that if I could just be put into a teepee, because mine, it's not not so much. It's the crazy. It's just. Terrible, horrible anger. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember last time I quit, I think it was like a month in, and one day I got home from work, and I just knocked everything off the table like a fucking child. (laughs) I was so mad, and there was no one there. Yeah. It was just out, like, spurred. I was so mad that I just knocked everything, and I was like, what? What kind of person am I? Yeah. That I can't even control myself. Oh man, no, it's gonna have to be like I'm gonna. Feel, I gotta feel I'm gonna be calling my therapist a lot. Yeah, like, quiet. Can I call her as well? Probably. <laughs> just like, uh, just call her. Hello, this is Mark. Uh, hey, Mark. I'm Marcus. <laughs> I can't quit smoking. <laughs> I'm not Eric Cartman. <laughs> well, you've been re- you've been uh, you said you pick up the uh, the Alan Carr book. You've been reading a couple of other memoirs right now. Ooh yeah, man. I all right. So Doug for Christmas got me the uh, part of my gifts were that he got me two memoirs um, about schizophrenia. One of the memoirs is called January first, and it is about a it basically it's the earliest. It's the uh, earliest child onset schizophrenia case they'd ever seen. And what's so interesting is I've been reading a few different memoirs of like of mental illness in general of all different kinds. These are my first schizophrenia ones. And uh, it, what's interesting is a lot of the books 
are usually written about just a few years ago. Yeah. You know, it, like these, all of these things happened in 2007 where this little girl was going through all these things and all of the symptoms and people are like, no, can't be schizophrenic, she's too young. No, no, no way. And they just wouldn't take her into the hospital. They wouldn't take her to be studied. And then if they did, they wouldn't listen to the parent. They were like, you guys are crazy. You just can't handle a five-year-old. But she was, I mean, she was definitely schizophrenic. She lived in her own own world she had these have you heard about this i think i've read part of this because didn't it start Catalini? off as didn't it start off as like kind of a blog thing yes uh, yeah. yeah it was did, the father started writing I did, a blog i did read this yeah. yeah i remember this now it's crazy and so it's like and she was just extremely extremely violent once her younger brother was born and like she kept saying that in her head she had these seven rats and that like they would bite her brain if she didn't hurt the child yeah and or she didn't hurt her parents and then like she would just all of a sudden like snap off and be like I'm hungry, Daddy. What's for dinner? You know? Mm -hmm. um, but then that, and then I'm also reading another one about twins and mental illness, uh, specifically about schizophrenia, where one has schizophrenia and the other one doesn't. Oh, Jesus. And it's written in first person. One chapter is one, the other chapter is the other one, but it starts from when they're really young to, uh, to I guess, present day. I'm only, I'm not so far into that one. But what's interesting with that one is that these kids were normal, not to say that they're, you know, abnormal, but like they were, they were mentally normal. What yeah. is that word? Uh, I guess mentally normal. There's a word. I know there's like a word for it. Sane? Yeah. It's like mentally f f stable. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but basically that like it was something that didn't hit them, like hit the one until she was 13 or 14. So that is much of a scarier change. But since it's written in first person, it's all about the thoughts that would go into her head while she's at normal school. But she wouldn't understand why those things were being said. And she was able to fight them for a long time before she wasn't able to control them anymore, which I guess is similar in a lot of schizophrenic cases. That's how usually it starts when you're really young. And I just, it just really has been getting into my head because I keep thinking that I'm hearing things and I keep thinking about like, not that, I, I mean, I, at this point, I, I am old enough that I most likely don't have, I don't have any Do not have schizophrenia. I don't have schizophrenia. You don't have schizophrenia. I don't have schizophrenia. <laughs> but it's just something that I'd never really thought of getting, like, I've never read something in the mind of a schizophrenic. Yeah. And it really is, it's just so interesting that, I mean, I know that it's one of the most dangerous mental illnesses. It's one that there is no cure. You just have to find a cocktail of something that works to control it. And usually that honestly doesn't last forever. Yeah. And then you'll have to find a new cocktail to work for it. And you are, as a child, your parents will usually be with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. I was talking about this with my mother and uh, she works at a quilt shop right now. And she was talking to one of the women that she was cutting fabric for and she started to cry and it was Christmas Eve. And my mom was like, are you all right? And she was talking about, this woman was like in her seventies and that this was the first Christmas that she had a daughter who was severely schizophrenic that she had been in. She was like 50 or so. And that this is the first year that she's homeless and she doesn't know where she is oh. because of the health system that people 
if there's no one paying lots and lots of money to take care of someone, if you don't have that kind of money, if you don't have the money to pay for all of the medication that isn't covered by insurance. It is so expensive. I was put on an antipsychotic <laughs> for just a little bit that they used. It was something that they used uh, for both depression and schizophrenia. It was starting to become much more popular schizophrenia thing. I think it was $700 a month. And that, it's... How do you pay it? You don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You just fucking don't. And it's just making me so upset that like I'll be in the middle of the reading book and I'll just put it down and be like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And also it's like this, these like, it can be very dangerous. You know, they, a lot of it is oh, very yeah. violent tendencies that they have no control over or that they don't even remember that they're doing those things. And I and the the books are just really I, I highly recommend January first though it's really really good I can't remember the other, name of the other one but basically if you look up on Amazon it's one of the recommended books if you like January first you should read this book about twins with schizophrenia. <laughs> um, now I read some of that stuff about I mean it was terrifying stuff to read the about the the January first I read some of those blog posts uh, and it was some it was so strange especially the seven rats the things where you hear these things because sometimes when little kids talk they sound crazy. Right, because they they have an insane imagination. Yeah, and their brains aren't hooked up right. Right, you know, so they're I mean, hell, babies don't even see color for like a year in. Yeah, uh, and little kids, especially like between three and five, they just say insane, crazy shit. Uh, so it'd be so terrifying to realize that holy shit, my child isn't just saying kid stuff. I isn't just saying like, oh, I've got a rocket ship in my pants or something right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> saying like, I have seven rats that tell me to kill my baby brother. Well, also she was very eloquent from a very young age. She was yeah. very, very smart. So she would like, they always treated her like an adult. Yeah. Also thinking of like being a parent and it always makes me think of the movie, We Need to Talk About Kevin, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. And that's also in dealing with what do you do if you have a child that you are scared of? Yeah. And you don't know what to do with them. That if you don't want to just throw them into a state hospital, uh, which up until like 15 years ago, you could just do that. Yeah, You'd be man. like, get it out of my hands. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And you just send them away and you never see them ever again. Well, now you just send them away into the streets. Right. That's Because that's all you can do. Because Reagan shut down most of our... Because we used to have a ton of these mental health facilities to... I mean, they weren't But the a best. lot of them were terrible. They're, a lot of them were terrible, but they were better than... The, most of them were better than the streets. You're right. You know, they were better than freezing to death on a fucking sidewalk. Uh, like that poor, poor homeless man in Scrooged. Oh my god! Oh, it just gets me every time. It does. I watched it twice this holiday season. I, I think I watched it two or three times. Yeah, I watched it once with my girlfriend and once with my brother, <laughs> <laughs> and it was great both times. But any when I see the old guy freezing to death and the underneath the sidewalk, and he taps his hand and a little pocket watch comes down. So sad. It's so sad. But that's what happens now. Yeah. Because Ronald Reagan came in and slashed all these programs and shut down. That's why we have so many abandoned. You know, you'd say like, oh, it's the abandoned mental hospital. Uh, the reason why there's one of these in every town and why they're all abandoned is because Ronald Reagan came through and he slashed the funding for all of them. They closed all of them down. They sent the fucking crazy people out into the street, said, good luck. And then our homeless population skyrocketed. And that's one of the reasons why our homeless population is so high, because we have nowhere and why the, re- the reason why most of our homeless are mentally ill is because we have 
know where to put them because the care of the mentally ill, the extremely mentally ill, is very expensive in this country. Uh, and so if you have a family, you know, mental illness knows no economic fucking bounds. You know, you're just as likely to have it if you're rich as you are if you're poor. But if you're poor and you don't have that support system, if you don't have those sorts of resources, then most likely you're going to end up on the street because we don't give a shit in this country. And it's fucking awful. It is despicable the way we treat people. Yeah, so it was really happy books. <laughs> I'm reading some really happy things right now, you know? Putting a smile on my face. Yeah. Well, especially like in talking, when my mom said she was talking to that woman, that like, especially after 50 years of having dealt with it, that she like was crying to my mother, like someone that she doesn't even know. And she was like, what am I supposed to do? Put a pillow over her face? <sighs> what am I supposed to do? God, the, Give her a bunch of pills? The candor of old people. I was like, yeah. And I was just like, oh my <laughs> God. I was like, mom, what did you say? She was like, I just held her yeah. while she cried and said those things because what are you supposed to say? <sighs> but that a woman would actually be pushed to really honestly thinking that, especially after 50 fucking years of dealing with it. <sighs> and like, she's like, all I can hope is that she'll die peacefully on the streets. <sighs> oh, Christmas oh. Eve. Oh. My mom was crying oh. and I started to cry. Oh. It's just so weird when strangers open up to you like that at a countertop. But it's sad because it's like she probably just just doesn't have anybody, anybody to, talk to talk to. I mean, I went, I was going and getting a couple of sausage egg and cheese biscuits when I was back home in <laughs> Texas at my favorite sausage egg and cheese biscuit gas station in Knox City. Ew. But there's a gas station I've been going there since I was high school, and they got really good sausage egg and cheese biscuits, Knox City, Texas. So I go by. There's this weird, weird-looking dude that had the tattoos all over his arm, and it was a little afternoon, so he gave me three of them. Damn, for the price you of lucky one. dog! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was about to throw them away, and you he know? was like, he's like, man, I grew up poor, and you know, I, I don't want to see food go to waste. I'm like, great, I'm only gonna eat one, <laughs> but maybe Did I. Did you let that food go to waste, Marcus? Fed it to a dog. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Shouldn't have eaten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he just starts going in to his custody battle. He starts going into his divorce. I'm just trying to buy some Mrs. Baird's fucking cupcakes, sausage egg and cheese biscuit, and a Mountain Dew for my lunch. Oh, God, Marcus. <laughs> Do we need to talk about this? <laughs> I When I go home, I eat as horribly as I possibly can. Like, <laughs> this is my week. I'm going to eat is I'm going to eat nothing but ham and well, yeah. steak and fucking stroganoff. Mountain Dew cupcakes and sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit? For lunch. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> yeah, I don't do it every day. I don't All do right. it. I don't do it here, but I do it every day back there. <laughs> uh, but this guy, I don't know what it is. I think it's just some people. I know I've always had. It, where you know people will open up to me with at the slightest provocation. I oh, think yeah. your mom's the same way. Yeah, uh, we have it in our family. It's kind of in our blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if if anybody out there, if you're that type of person that people just open up to, just go with it. Yeah, you know, just go with it. I I, I went with it. I asked him questions. I wasn't in a hurry or anything, so I asked him questions. You know, and just said, "Oh yeah, man, yep." Oh yeah, <laughs> God, man, that's that's yeah. You know, kids are tough. 
I feel like when someone sees that in you, when it's like, because you generally, like, if you've grown up with, like, people have always t- opened up to me about things. Yeah, me too, since I was a kid. Since, exactly. Since I was too young to be opened up to. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why are you telling me this? I'm a kid. You're an adult. I feel like that's, like, a sign that, uh, you know, if it is something that you don't want to have happen to you, I feel like you learn to shut it off. Yeah. But I've always been fine with it, especially if I'm not in a rush. It's like, I'm down to talk to anybody, especially, like, if you open up to a stranger, you got to get something off your chest yeah and if i've got a minute what's it gonna hurt me no you know it's just it's just an it's a kind gesture it's a it's a humane gesture you know the funny thing is, is i don't think anybody has ever done that when i was in a hurry because you can feel that energy. Yeah, that's like, You true. can feel like the energy of being in a hurry or something like that. Uh, but yeah, they're just like, you know what? This person's got a couple minutes. I'm going to tell them about the divorce that I'm going through. Well, he did and give how you two I free biscuits. And how- <laughs> <laughs> so uh, technically I was paid for my you services. You were paid for your services. Oh, yeah. So that's how I get paid when I give people <laughs> therapies. I get paid in fucking gas station biscuits. You love them. I love them. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to our letter today. What are we going to call her? Ooh, cyanide system. <laughs> Ooh. I'm sorry, it. I'm thinking about thinking about homeless schizophrenic people right now. <laughs> Ooh, come on. This is cyanide sister. She's been living on the streets since <laughs> 1994. I feel like cyanide sister is like a great band name, you know? <laughs> and then we're the cyanide sisters. We're going to fuck you in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sinad sister, here she is. All right. Dear Jackie and Marcus, how's it going? Hope you're both well. We're good. We're fine. I'm gonna <laughs> not good. We're fine. All right. Wasn't the best Christmas. All right, kids. It was fine. We got through it. We got through it. We got through it. I'm gonna start writing and hope this doesn't get too long. I can't promise anything though. This doesn't get too long. I've been feeling a lot of things lately. Feelings I'm used to and know how to handle. Feelings that I'm just getting used to and learning how to cope with. Lots and lots of feelings. But what I'm feeling most right now is horny. And I'm not talking about a it's a, been a little while and sex would be nice kind of horny. I'm talking about an it's been four fucking years and if someone doesn't fuck me soon, I'm going to explode kind of horny. I need your advice on how to put myself out there so I can just get fucking laid. The only guy I've ever slept with, with was the guy I lost my virginity to at 18 who treated me like shit. He made it very clear that no one could ever know we were sleeping together. He refused to be seen with me and he'd make comments about my body and my weight and made me feel even shittier about myself than I already did. After a few months, I finally cut him out of my life. I refuse to put myself out there again. I'm almost 23 now and I've avoided relationships of all kinds since then. But it's been four years and while I don't miss being treated like shit, I miss sex. The thing is though, I have the worst self-esteem. I'm a big girl and that's putting it nicely. Plus, I have PCOS which causes a lot of physical things that I have a hard time dealing with. Oh, and uh, PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome. Uh, it is a condition in women which causes an imbalance of female sex hormones. Uh, so she says, I'm just scared to put myself out there and have a guy treat me like shit again. I spent the past few years focusing on myself and my mental health, and I'm in a good place right now where, while absolutely terrified, I think I'm ready to at least try and put myself out there again. There's this guy that I've been interested in for a while now. He's cute, he's funny, and he looks really good without a shirt on. But other than staring at him when he's not paying attention, I'm not sure what to... I, 
I'm not sure what to do. I see him regularly because we run with the same crowd, but I don't know how to put it out there that I'm interested in him. And I'm not looking for a boyfriend. That's not really what I want right now. Spring semester starts in a few weeks, and I've got a lot of other things going on, so an actual relationship just sounds like a bit much right now. I'm just looking for someone to sleep with occasionally. I feel like that's what I need. Does that make sense, or am I being naive? I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling now. I just really need to get laid. Touching myself isn't cutting it anymore. I need someone else to fucking touch me. Literally, any advice you have would be immensely appreciated. Sorry if this was long. Cyanide sister. Man, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Man, reading this email, I was like, girl, <laughs> I understand a thousand percent. Oh my God. Especially number one, fuck that guy. I'm glad you moved on. I'm glad that you took care of yourself because that was the best thing you could fucking do. Yeah. You were in a great place to start, you know, getting what you want. You went through some bullshit like that too. Yeah, I you? fucking yeah. had that. I had a guy that also, I was head over heels for him. I mean, we also did mushrooms pretty much every day, so yeah. that probably didn't help, but he also... Oh, you had Manson girl syndrome. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> but he also wouldn't let anyone know that we were sleeping together because I was big. Mm -hmm. um, and he made it very, that's, he made it very clear that's what it was. Mm. And uh, that he just, you know, he kind of kept me in the background and even at he wouldn't let me go to any of his parties or anything like that I was just kind of a booty call but also we would spend days together just the two of us but if anyone else came around um, he would send me home oh. and I would do it and that is something that I also had it took me years to really get over and it also really does hurt your body image especially yeah. if you already have fucking issues with your body which everybody does um, I think that I think it's awesome that you're into this dude However, if you're horny as shit, I think you got to get that shit out. Yeah. I think before, especially if you're not looking for a boyfriend and you really like this dude, if you want to go out on a date with him or just like hang out with him alone, you know, ask him out for drinks, ask him out to dinner, ask him out to go see a movie or whatever. However, I think with how much you want to fuck right now, which I also have been there a thousand percent, and I don't know where you're living right now, but I got to say... Online dating really is the best for that. Yeah. I know that, like, especially I'm saying as a bigger girl, they see what you look like. Don't make any bones about what you look like no. on there. No, don't do, like, the flattering angle type of shit, like, different angle or anything like that. Like, put out a put a picture out there that shows you for who you are. Exactly. You know, like, exactly, like, put, out a, put a picture out there that's like, you know what, if you show up, this is what you're going to get. I had like, I remember like my, especially because I was on there just to like fuck. I remember your profile. You picture. remember my profile. It was pretty, picture. it was pretty funny because we had a 98% match on OKQ. Okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so, like me like flipping off the camera, like full body shot, just like, like an yeah. ugly face. I had another picture. I think I was in a monkey costume with mm -hmm. like the head off. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. it's like things that really showed who I was. You looked very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I mean, I got some interesting characters. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the early episodes of the Roundtable of Gentlemen for more. Oh, man, I can't Ooh. believe that stuff is documented. <laughs> I'll never listen to those episodes, Marcus. I know you won't. <laughs> I what really was so weird. Like, I would click through because I was just recently single at the time and I hadn't known you for very long. I had known you for like six months or something like that. And like, I click through and then, like, every once in a while, come up, the hammer gets it. Which was your OK Cupid profile name. I'll oh, never, man. I'll never forget it. The hammer. I was gets like ninety eight percent. 
That's Jackie. Uh-uh. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. That's Jackie. Move on. Move on. Funny thing. Uh, another funny thing that I've actually never talked about is you know who else I used to run into on there? Who? <laughs> Molly. Really? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody, Everybody does, does online it. dating. Everybody does it. And there, especially I would see so boyfriend. many people on there that I knew. Everybody does it. And especially if you're not looking for something really serious right now, that there's like the things that you can choose of what, and that's what uh, mine was like. I checked off casual dating and like, what was the other one? It was just like, like you could just write like sexual encounters. Yeah, I think so. And it was like, you go out for a date, like you talk back and forth for a while, actually kind of get to know somebody and then you meet up and you have a great time and then you bang all night long. Yeah. And then you can either see him again or you never see him again. Yeah. But you make no bones about what you look like. And honestly... There are a lot of dudes that are into bigger women. Yes, there are. There are millions. <laughs> I mean, there like it. It's like it is just. It's the confidence you bring, and also the fact that you are at this place where like you are so much further than you were when you were eighteen. Oh. Like you, you worked on yourself so much, and like that's fucking awesome. And you should be so proud of yourself. You are ready to get out there, open up them legs. Yeah, ma'am. But as long as you're careful. I mean, I definitely did get into, like, you know, certain situations. However, I was in a very bad place when I was doing this. You were also doing a lot of drugs. I was doing a lot of drugs. Yeah. So as long as you are going into this in, like, you seem like you're, you got a level head about it. You know what you want. You are in a much, you're in a very stable place to do this. That you're not going to get yourself into the situations I got myself into. No. But I, I think before you even pursue hanging out with that dude... You got to get it out. Yeah, man. As someone, I am also an extremely horny person. And it's like, I understand. But, like, you can't even, like, go on a date if yeah. you want if you want to pursue someone, someone, you know? Oh, man. When I've been backed up and tried going on dates or tried going after, like, girl, like, tried going after, like, girls and, like, the kind of the circle, uh, it's like, man, oh, man, they can smell it. And it is. Unattractive. It's unattractive. It is. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if it's just like a hormone thing. Like, you can feel it on someone when they just need to get laid. Yeah. And not that that's a bad thing. You get you need to get laid. Even when you're in relationships, you get to a point where you're like, I have to get laid yes. right now. Mm-hmm. Even if it's only been a few days. Everyone is different, you know? I just went 10 days myself. It was enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, took about 10 minutes into the door. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, man. Oh, 10 days. But. Still, even if you're in a, like I say, even if you're in a committed relationship, uh, you still get those feelings. You still get those urges. Uh, so, yeah, go out there. Do some online shit. Uh, make no bones about what they're going to get into. And just go out and fuck, man. That are also, I did also have a lot of, I think it is different. I don't, not for all women, but I would say it is different for men and women in this situation that I did have a lot of success if, I don't know if you're comfortable going out to bars and drinking by yourself, but I would sit at the bar and get a drink, and I would see someone at the bar, and then I'd buy them a drink, and then they, and then I would eventually they would come over and talk to me because it is like just talking strictly heterosexual, like that kind of thing. I think that a lot of men find it attractive when a woman buys them a drink like that. I, th- I find it attractive. Yeah, and, and I mean it is a good way at least to just start a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, just to like get out on that field. Yeah, and also man. it's fun. You feel like a <laughs> badass. You're like, I'm buying that hot fucking dude a drink. And you know what? I fucked some hot dudes, man. Yeah? Yeah. 
it's crazy. I'm like, I can't even believe that you were interested in me. But you know, you just got to put it out there. Yeah. Tell okay, you, man, keep that, it, man. That confidence, man. That's some shit. Yeah. Confidence works great. Yeah. Well, well, we got to do a short one today because it is New Year. We're recording this on New Year's Eve. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Uh, we both got shit we got to take care of. Uh, but if you've got any questions or comments for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Go join the Facebook group. I know I've been bad about posting the song per day. I'm going to get back on a po- posting a song. After the holidays, every day. now we're back. We're, we're ready. Back. We're back. I ain't fucking at home. I ain't planning on going home. I'm just fucking here. We're back, fucking ready for another great year. Hell here yeah. at Cave Comedy Radio. See you in 2015, motherfuckers. Y'all, y'all. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. <laughs>